everybody went through hardship, like hard time. I want to bring joy again and, and make everything really um, fun. And you know, um, life is normal, you know, come out and, and have some in, in, enjoyment in your life. You know, people are really scared. Today on Dirty Linen, we are heading to Western Sydney. We've heard a lot about Western Sydney, but there is always so much more to learn. We are talking today to Neela Yusufzai, who owns Afghan Chapli Kebab. Neela, welcome to Dirty Linen. Oh, thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm really thrilled to talk to you. I mean, there's been so much about Western Sydney, and of course, we've heard so much recently about Afghanistan. Um, and yeah, I'm among many thousands of people that are calling on the Australian government to do more for the people of Afghanistan. Um, but tell us a little bit about yourself and about what you what you're up to um, in Sydney. Um, yes, um, I am a full time um, like working in this restaurant. We opened this new restaurant like I would say three years ago. We opened it, um, this restaurant, to just uh, uh, have the um, authentic um, Afghan street food back live uh, to our, our community, to our other people in Australia to taste it. Um, so we are busy with that, and uh, we're hoping to achieve what we are, um, what we have goal to um, taste the actual authentic food of Afghanistan streets. Amazing. So tell me about some of those dishes, and you know what makes uh, it a, a dish authentically Afghanistani? Um, what it is, um, so it's all about ingredients and the way they cook. Um, so we are using traditional things like uh, we actually use the way they use it in Afghanistan. So organic uh, f- ingredients and and food and the way we cook. So basically, um, we haven't changed the uh, ingredients on it. Um, the way it should they taste it. So I did compliment about our um, customers that the saying that we tasting the same taste that we went to Afghanistan streets and having that. So I'm I'm really gl- glad. Yeah, that must be such a good feeling. So if I was to come to your restaurant and I hope I get the opportunity one day soon, tell me what I should eat. Tell and t- yeah, tell me what it's like. Um, yes. Yeah, so uh, the dishes we have, let's, the main name is Afghan chabli kebab. So it's a chabli kebab. So it's the main main dish in our restaurants. It's a pide. It's a meat pide, which. Uh, have spice, it's, it's spicy, it's uh, um, and also it's ashak, which is a dumpling, which a lot of foreigners like that one because it's a dumpling. It's a garlic chive, it's a, it's a vegetarian. Um, a lot of uh, people like that. So I will recommend more like chabli kebab or ashak plate. Mm, I'll have both, thank you. <laughs> and is the meat that you use, is it is it lamb, is it beef, is it is um, it a mixture? It's lame. It's lame. Uh, for the Afghan chabli kebab, we use lame um, because there's a lot of people that doesn't eat beef as much. Um, so we try to keep it like as simple as it is. It's lame. Yeah. Mm. And what are things like in Blacktown at the moment? I mean, obviously the whole of Sydney is in lockdown, but that western part of Sydney has, you know, gone on its own journey. Tell me what things are like at the moment. At the moment, it is not great. I would say um, things are a bit hard for businesses. All everything, every business in Blacktown. But I, as I'm have experiencing it, it's getting better a little bit because uh, people are coming out now. Uh, but it is like not as great as it used to be. When we started our business, we had like amazing time for like for a couple of like for one year. We had great customer. People were coming. We we're welcoming. Like it was so busy. As soon as 
pandemic hits, it, it went a bit slow. At the moment, it's getting back to the way we started it a little bit, not as much, but a little bit. Yes, it's going back. Mm. And do you do, like in normal times, do you have a lot of people eating in the restaurant or is there already quite a few people who come for takeaway? Uh, at the moment, we cannot do dining because of the situation, um, but there's more takeaways at the moment. But it hopefully um, by this end of the October, we can we let people dine in. But at the moment, no, we can't. It's more takeaway. Sure, sure. But do you, is it a restaurant where you do, you yeah. know, lots of people do normally come, you know, when they're allowed, they come and they sit down and they have it more of a banquet style than a, than a just yes. just one kebab? Is that, yeah? Yeah, so they do dine-in. So it's a dine-in takeaway. So they can do both, but they, they are more coming for dine-in. They love to sit in that environment and have some um, authentic food. Mm. And it, I mean, Neela, I'd love you to talk a bit about what it's been like over the past few months. We've heard a, a lot of people talk about the divide between the different areas of Sydney with Western Sydney, you know, having a lot more cases, but also heavier restrictions and perhaps, you know, not being uh, just the communication hasn't been uh, as good as it could have been. What's it been like for you in an area where there are a lot of people for whom English isn't their first language? I mean, what's it been like for you through this period dealing with all the, the flood of information and, yeah, the difficulties of the pandemic? Yeah, it was confusing. And the, like, it is confusing for us a little bit. It was hard for us um, um, that Western Sydney was a bit harsher for us, I would say. Um but people are trying to support the, the, the government. Basically, they did the right thing and they stayed home and they um, um, did what they told us to do. All of them. But it was hard. I would say it was hard for us. It was mm. hard. And what about vaccination? I mean, it, it was obviously presented to people as the only way out. Did you see among your community that there was resistance to that or were people willing to get on board? Um, uh, with the start of this vaccination, yes, but no. Uh, after what they said that your like freedom is with the vaccination, and we can help our help the community, help the government to um, get moving. So actually, I was quite surprised. They did. Uh, they, they come forward. A lot of people come forward to do the vaccines. Mm. Yeah, that's great because I know that it's been there's been such an amazing campaign in Sydney and and. Every community has got on board. I know that's for some people where, you know, perhaps in their country of origin, there hasn't been, you know, it's been hard to trust the government because of whatever situation people have been in. Do you think people have sort of gone on a, a diff more difficult journey to get the right information and to feel that trust and, and come forward and do what they've been asked to do? Uh, yes. Uh, yes, I would say yes. Um, it's just... Um, uh, different advertising, different news made them confuse a little bit at the beginning, but at the end, they understood what they should do and they did actually um, the, quite the right thing. And, and we, we, the Western Sydney did start the vaccine really highly and I will say I'm proud of it. Mm, yeah, that's so good. Yeah. I was um, if they are not doing so, the business is not going to run all this, but they have done it really amazingly. So hopefully we're going to get the 80% all over Australia, Australia and we can be open. That's great. So, I mean, it's it sounds like you're feeling quite optimistic about how things are going to proceed over the next few months. Yes, I'm a bit, yes, and positive too to think that I, I want to think that things are going to go better, yes. 
Mm. So I'd love to learn a bit more about your background. Can you tell me about your early life and, um, you know, take us, take us through your story of coming to Australia? Yes. Um, uh, I born in Afghanistan um, in 1982. Um, I was only three years old when several, uh, actually several wars started in Afghanistan. So we moved from Afghanistan to Pakistan. Um, all my grown-up young time was in a, in Pakistan. So because I finished school there, everything in there because we can't go back to Afghanistan. So I lived all my um, teenager life, everything in in Pakistan. Um, got married, came to Australia, and um, have family in here and worked. I studied here as a makeup artist, finished my makeup of diploma of makeup, and then I studied the, working in, in at, at home, and I like to cook, and I like to serve my people. I tried to do something for my own country, so I tried to do um, hospitality. So, yes, that's my journey. Wow, that's really amazing. Yeah. Um, I mean, was it what, – what took you from makeup to food? Um Yes, so I was a freelance maker for a um, good 10 years. Um, and then I decided to change my career because my husband is really um, um, interested in cooking and, and um, serving food and trying new foods and all that. So I tried to help him. Then slowly helping him brought me back, brought, brought me to help him and also cook. So slowly, slowly from makeup to cooking, that's my journey because of my husband. He's really into cooking and wants to cook. So I just helped him and I like to now I cook with him and I open. <laughs> um, so do you work in the um, Afghan Chapli Kebab together? Yes, we do. Right. And is there a big community of people from Afghanistan in Blacktown? Um, yes. Yes, actually. We have a big community, a very big supportive community we have in, in Blacktown, yes. Mm, that's great. And I mean, you know, Afghanistan's been in the news, you know, f- forever, but certainly over the past few months as um, the yeah US and other forces have left and the Taliban's taken control back, it's been in the news and it's there's been a lot of really distressing, um, yeah, stories from Afghanistan. I mean, what's what's it been like for you following following that, those that news? Scared, I would say um, worried um, because I still left some few families um, back in Afghanistan. My like my brother is he's still there um, because we had experience of them coming 20, 40 years ago, no, 20 or 40 years ago. They came before we had. When I, I was not that young, so my mom was talking about it. So we they had experience of them coming back. So they were scared. They were worried. Um, very bad experience. They had ex- experienced it before. Um, as I said, my family members are there. So we are still not sure what's exactly happening. The, the news are telling us a very, very different stories, what they want. They want to change this time and all that. So we are still not sure what they're actually there and what's happening. So we are worried a little bit at the moment. Mm, it must be really, really hard. Is your brother in Kabul or is he elsewhere in the country? You know, he's in Kabul. He's in Kabul. He, we're trying to um, sponsor him here. We did uh, f- we did sponsor him. We haven't heard anything. Yes, he's still there. And he worked He he worked in, in one of international banks. So um, he is jobless now. You know, A lot of people lose their jobs and all that. So um, they are not in a very good situation at the moment. 
you know, it's really interesting hearing the story of your family and thinking about the situation of your brother and so many other people in, in countries where things are so unstable. I mean, do you think that that perspective helps you negotiate the difficulties of the pandemic in Australia in a different way from, you know, people who haven't had to deal with such things? Uh, yeah, I would say definitely, yes. Tell me more about that. Um, so you that when they come here, they they big different for them in here to live and not facing the uh, pandemic? Yeah, well, I just mean you've you've dealt with so much so many big things in your life or, you know, your family is dealing with such big things, you know, do you think that that gives you a a different, you know, a different perspective on handling other difficulties such as the pandemic? Yes. So uh, coming from background, um, from that background and having all the time hearing about our own country that they are not safe and we are not safe, definitely gave me very strength to, um, to be strong and fight with like, with life, every every step of it, definitely it is. Um, I learned a lot from this, definitely, yes. Wow. I mean, what do you think, can you explain how that might happen in a day-to-day sense? You know, is it like you hear the news and you're just like, it's okay, I can do it? Or, I mean, does it make you braver? Uh, does it make you stronger? Does it make you, what, what, how does it actually, what, how does it actually change things for you? Yeah, when, when, when we're hearing news, yes, we, we are getting like, oh, what's happening? But I'm saying, like, you know what? We have hopes. We're going to work together. Yes, I am panicked. I worried. But I'm saying, no, we can do it. It, it is hard for me, but we will going through it. It's, it's make me stronger every day thinking, no, I, I, I'm going to be strong for my family, for my country. But then in some time, then I'll, I will get worried. Yes. Mm. It, it, tell me about, you know, life in Pakistan. Um, I mean, do you feel like your time there, you know, does some of that feed into what you're doing at the restaurant or is are you really looking back to the more, your you know, your family's heritage in Afghanistan? Um, my background in Afghanistan, like I was very young, but what I heard, um, I'm like, I raised in Pakistan. So no, I'm going more to my own heritage and my own uh, background. So I'm following that to put that one in um, alive back. Like, as I said before, um, Afghani authentic food. Mm. Um, Me living in um, Pakistan has a good memories. I have never had issue with them. Um, They they provided like school, education, everything. I don't have any issues with that or any problem, but I have good memories because I finished school there and um, um, I had the opportunity to um, come here. So they, they gave me good opportunities. I have no issues with that. But yes, I'm trying to put my own culture, my own uh, authentic food and um, back to life. Mm. What about, uh, tell me about some of the desserts and sweets, like what, what kinds of things uh, do you make uh, in that sense? Um, in our restaurant, you mean? Yeah. Uh, we do have, a not we have like in our culture, in our food, we do have a lot of sweets, um, of different sweets, but we're not putting everything in that restaurant. Um, we are choose one of them, which is a, um ice cream cone. We call it chiriach. So that's an ice cream. We make it handmade. Um, my husband's making in the restaurant uh, freshly every day. At the moment, it's stopped because of this whole situation. But we're yeah. we trying to bring it back. But that's handmade ice cream on the spot we're making. That's called Afghani Shiriyah. And is that with a, a sort of resin, like a, a mastic or, or something like 
other Central Asian ice creams? Like, does it have special ingredients? Uh, it has special ingredients, but it's not something like the other kind. It's completely different. It's very simple. It's very simple. It's milk and ice, but the ta- sugar, obviously. But the taste, if you come, you have a chance to come and taste it, then you will see, like, you can taste the difference. It's so simple, but so diff- tastes different. It's not like, nothing like the other, like, I had ice creams, nothing like that, no. Uh, yeah, I'm a bit obsessed with different ways of making ice cream um, because, yeah, I just learned recently about a Syrian-style ice cream that's also with pistachios, and I think it has some kind of resin in it that makes it a little bit stretchy, which also reminds me of Turkish ice cream and then um, I know like Indian and Sri Lankan kulfi I'm a bit obsessed with. So, yeah, now I really need to try yeah. <laughs> your ice cream as well. You're most welcome. They are quite similar, I would say, in a way of making them. I'm sure um, uh, like they're making traditionally too. They are similar. We do use pistachios in it. We do use cardamom in it. Um, they are not sticky like a Turkish ice cream, but they are different. Like, like they are more softer ways. Um, when you try, you can you as you have experiencing a different taste, you will see the difference. You will taste the difference. Mm, I love it. And um, tell me more about, you know, the traditional style of eating when, when you're having um, food from Afghanistan. You know, is, is it that people sit around together and eat? Is, um, I mean, I, I know you're doing street food. I mean, just tell me more about the culture around eating. Uh, culture, we normally, we eat on the ground floor. We put like something on the floor, we eat on the floor. But I try to kind of bring that when in our restaurant, we, we put a bench we can sit and eat traditionally we sit on the floor we put something and we sit around it um and also we used with the chubbly kebab i would say we don't use a fork and knife we use hand and bread and we dip it in the sauce uh, we eat it this way a lot of customer um comes to the restaurant like foreigners that they don't kind of don't know how to eat that and my husband normally showed them this is what we eat this is how the taste come from we eat with our hands you know we take it take the bread and cut it and we eat the chubby kebab like that so, so we don't use as much fork with that particular um food but with other stuff like rice and ashak plate i said we can use a fork yeah Mm, sounds so good. Um, yeah, I really need to try it. And yeah. is the lamb cooked, like is it minced lamb and then it's is it cooked over charcoal or how is it cooked? Um, so, no, the shabi kebab is a deep fry, deep fry. So we marinated um, a night before with the ingredients and everything. We make it ready a night before because it has to marinate uh, for a couple of hours and we serve it as a deep fry. So we make it deep fry. No, it's not like in a charcoal. Oh, my God, I really want it even more now. <laughs> I'm so looking forward to being able to cross the borders again and, and go around eating and learning more about more about food. I just, I, I love it. Is, um, I mean, Blacktown is such a diverse area. You know, have you enjoyed exploring the different restaurants and different cuisines there? Um, yes, but- I would say there's no more variety of, there is few, but not as big. I, I, I'm hoping they bring more um, different food and uh, street food in Blacktown. There is not as much, uh, but I haven't experienced it. No, I would love to. No. Okay. What would you love to see there? Uh, I would say more uh, atmosphere, more busy street food. Let us allow, allow us to open, um, for example, um, when, like, you know how there's a rule that we cannot put things outside, you know, for customers to smell them and they're walking around. So I'm more, more 
busy streets uh, that we can bring our food outside of the restaurant and, and, and like a street food. Yeah, a bit more of a festival sort of, yeah, busy street atmosphere. Not as much. I want like a festival coming food outside, people taste it, music at the back and allow us to make that food and enjoy uh, when people enjoy it around it, you know, like the atmosphere. Which yeah, not- that sounds really good. I mean, honestly, as, you, as, you're, as you're saying those words, I'm just picturing myself walking along a busy street Um yeah, anywhere in the world, just anywhere that I could have that street experience. I, it's just my favourite thing is to walk along with the smells and the sounds and, yeah, just bumping into people and wondering what I'm going to eat next. I really miss all that that way of interacting with, with food and with people. Hopefully things get, hopefully we'll go back and, and we will experience it, hopefully. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, Sydney's a bit ahead of where um, where we're at in Melbourne. We're a few weeks behind you in terms of reopening. Tell me how you're planning for the next stage and, and how you're feeling about it. Uh, very excited. Um, so hopefully we will be reopening on, as they say, 11th um, or 1st of December. I'm not really sure, but I am very excited. I have a very, like, big plans, like, you know, um, opening for bringing more food and making our ice cream more um, like at the front to give people taste. Um, I do advertising to bring people more to, you know how the pandemic was, everyone so scared, everyone was so sad and everyone was went through so much hardship. So I want everybody to joy and come back. Yeah, that's a big plan is that to bring customers back to the restaurant or, or any businesses. Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, Hospitality businesses are going to be so much a part of, of re-injecting joy into our societies and, and just letting people enjoy connecting with one another again. Yeah, definitely. 100%. That's the, that's the chain. Like basically we will connect customers and each other. Yeah, definitely. I love it. Um, and how are you feeling about the compliance side of things, you know, with needing to ensure that your customers are vaccinated? Um, with the with the rules of government, they will have the certification. Uh, hopefully, we're allowed to see that um, that they're they, that we can let them inside. But I'm not sure how it goes. Are we allowed? Are we not? I'm not sure. But I'm hoping that we can ask them: Are oh, you have done your vaccination or not? I don't know how much comfortable that is for the customers. I'm really really not sure about that. Mm, it's going to be an interesting experience on all sides. And I mean, it's, you know, it's only a week till reopening. It's, um, it's a little bit strange that people still don't know how that's going to work. Yeah, that's, that's really true because I'm not sure how comfortable um, customer will be that I'll ask them um, that, 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 have you done it? Have you not done it? And are we allowed to, or are we not allowed to, are we allowed to see the vaccination certification? I'm really not sure. I'm waiting for an announcement or something that, that government tell us what to do what's the next step well it sounds like there's a little bit going on in new south wales government at the moment so yeah. hopefully they're not too distracted to actually get information out to all the businesses and and the and the general public that's really waiting to understand how it's all going to work definitely everybody's waiting everybody especially as you said there's a bit of things happening so i don't know the announcement would be that on the 11th of october or, or at the first of december i'm not really sure So I think that you'll start to reopen on the 11th of October and then the announcement, you know, it was projected that at the start of December there would be, you know, no more restrictions in the sense that it wouldn't matter if you were vaccinated or not. Um, But, of course, yeah, people are still waiting to learn exactly how 
that rolls out and what the mechanisms are for that period between the 11th of October and the start of December when you are supposed to only welcome in vaccinated diners to the restaurant. But, yeah, I can imagine, you know, you not only have to think about, you know, the all the things you need to do to reopen a restaurant. There's such a busy period. But then to think about this very new um, burden on your business, it's it's a lot to think about, isn't it? A lot. Like I'm thinking how to do it to welcome them back because I know they went, everybody went through hardship, like hard time. I want to bring joy again and, and make everything really um, fun. And, you know, um, life is normal, you know, come out and, and have some in, in, enjoyment in your life. You know, people are really scared. Yeah, it's going to take a while for everybody to feel confident and I guess relax into the into that joy that we're all looking for. Yeah, hopefully we're going to end soon. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. Is there anything else that you'd like to say? Anything that you any words of encouragement you want to give to anyone or or anything anything that we haven't talked about that you want to say? Um, not not much, but I would just say like I would like to say that I'm welcoming everyone back. Um try to um Forget, like, you know, there is there is nothing now to be scared. Hopefully everybody done their vaccines to be free and will come and come back and, you know, like, go visit businesses and enjoy life again as it used to be. Yeah, I think we're looking for just for things to be a bit more simple, hey, and for, to not have so much to worry about that we could just go out for a beautiful chapli kebab and some um, Afghan ice cream and just, yeah, enjoy being out and being together. Yeah, definitely. That's what it is. Yes, I hope so. Everybody think that and come out, not only for my business, any business, they all struggle. I want everyone to go and um, help and support all small businesses. Awesome, Neela. Um, look, it's been an absolute privilege and pleasure to speak to you today. Thank you so much for sharing your story. I wish you all the best with the weeks ahead. And um, yeah, thank you for all the energy that you're putting into bringing joy to people. Thank you so much for having me and um, pleasure to um, talk to you. Hopefully we, you come to the restaurant and we see each other in person. Definitely. I can't wait. Thank you. Boris, thank you so much. Have a lovely day. This is Dirty Linen and I'm Danny Vallant. We air the issues that the hospitality industry finds hard to talk about, hearing from different people with unique perspectives. We want to hear from you as well. If you have something that needs to be said about a topic, get in touch so we can include your perspective. Contact us at dirtylinen at deepintheweeds.com.au or hit us up on Insta at Dirty Linen Podcast. We can't wait to hear from you. This.